0: It's back forward, Whitehead gets to it first below the left circle, back of the Tigers' next, Along the end board, now up the wall to the line. Bird into the spot, mid swatch. shoots, he scores! Kuzhavanski quickly gets it back into the Tigers' zone, intercepted the left forward. Stringer in front, chance scores! Wise, squat centers the puck in front, McKenna shoots, up. save Huey! Holy smokes, he robbed him! Wow, marvelous stop by you and Huey! Gavin McKenna just got robbed! Bouncing puck in the middle of the ice, intercepted at the line, Aremba shoots, deflected, scores! A nice little start to the season for the 16-year-old rookie Cole Temple, it's his third of the year. Right, had it poke past him and here's Spencer, two on one, right side in front to Howe, back, scores! Tanner, Howe and Regina's on the board! Welcome to Passcast, the unofficial Regina Pats podcast, with your hosts Chris Clark and Kevin Shaw. Alright, welcome in. It's uh, October 8th, 2023. It's episode 146. It is the Thanksgiving long weekend. Just a couple games to talk about. Not as busy as the last episode, so hopefully we'll, we'll get through this a little quicker than the last one. Um, first though, before we get started, I just want to give a quick shout out to a friend. He's running the Lumsden Jacks junior C hockey team. He's looking for some more players for tryouts. So if you're interested, you can get a hold of us or you can, uh, check out their, uh, Facebook or Twitter. I, I put it out on our Twitter as well. So they're doing tryouts on the October 10th, 17th and 24th in Lumsden. So he's just looking for a few more guys out there. So it's check them out. Pretty quick. Yeah, so they're looking for a few more guys to fill out the, the, the tryouts and uh, you know, Junior C, so if you know anybody if you're, or if you're looking, so check them out. Um, yeah, so to the Pats, uh, it was, you know, coming off a, an ugly Saturday night game. We we were maybe going to record Saturday night, but Kevin wasn't up feeling up for it, so we said ah, whatever, we'll do Sunday night and, and go from there. But uh, uh, we'll go back to Wednesday, I guess, and Wednesday and Saturday were just like night and day differences. Like,
1: well, the the first period Wednesday was night and day differences to the second and third period and Saturday. So,
0: yeah, I mean, the Pats really capitalized. I think in that first period, unlike unlike that Moose Jaw game where they dominated the first period and ended up one one. Yeah. Um, it it just seemed like they were the forecheck was really good. Madison Hat had some. Bad turnovers. The defense couldn't make a, a good solid first pass. Um, I don't know if there's an issue. They had some bus issues and they came in an hour late.
1: Yeah, they were late. They, they literally showed up just for warm-ups.
0: Yeah. They got so, there just
1: in time for warm So they were, they were delayed a little bit. So maybe that
0: hampered them. Yeah, and, so I don't know.
1: And their, their starting goalie, McCallum, did not did not play very well, which was good for the Pats.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it took, was kind of took advantage. It was his first career start. So yeah. Um, he ended up only lasting the period. Um, and then uh, Evan May came in and played uh, played the rest. But yeah, I mean, they played a solid game otherwise, though. Like even, you know, obviously had I think they just got their legs under them and, and kind of pushed back in the second and third. But even Huey played great. He's, he, he played real well. We haven't seen him play live yet, so that was nice to see.
1: Yeah, it was his best game as a Pat, even through I think so. all this, this the scrimmages and the preseason. I saw all that, and he was by far the the best was uh, Wednesday night from him.
0: Yeah, he's got a little bit different style, that's for sure. Like you, you compare him to Pine, they're they're two kind of totally different um, styles, aren't they? Yep,
1: yeah, Pine's more of a prototypical North American butterfly. He weighs kind of a butterfly, kind of a f- flippy floppy. Try to make the desperation save because get a little bit of position. I don't know how to really describe
0: it. Yeah, he's, he's not as technically sound, I would say. Like, I'm no goalie expert, but...
1: It's a different technical. Yeah, yeah. So it looks, looks like you watch the World Juniors and you see a lot of the, the European goalies, and they're they're kind of like that. They, they do the, the flop stuff. They're not really... They don't try to get super big and fill the net. They kind of make the save, and desperation-wise, try to keep the puck out
0: yeah yeah definitely you can see he's got different style he's 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 kind of jumping for some high shots over over him or over the net and stuff so it's definitely different but i mean he he stopped uh what was it uh 32 34 so they got one late to six on five and and you know and then one on the power play early the third period um yeah so i mean that.
1: You might as well say something about the noise in the background.
0: Yeah, I guess it's kind of bad. New baby oh, here, well, so
1: well, yeah, you might as well introduce the. Might as well introduce her.
0: Yeah, I just had a, a new baby a couple of weeks ago, so you know, add add in t- into the complications of of trying to get this show out and and, that's, and past that's stuff. That's pretty much
1: why we didn't have a show two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah,
0: and I mean, you've had you've had issues going on too as well. So yeah. life's been busy between the two of us
1: so yeah that's the sound in the background is chris's new baby yeah
0: <laughs> might as well introduce her i think she's hungry so yeah and Nora is the, Nora's the new one to to join emma so um yeah anyways where are we going here um what else do you guys say about the game i mean
1: well stringer was scratched the game before
0: right yeah let's go to that
1: and, and it sounded like uh her- Heroff basically said that he's going to put the best team available out. Yeah, and I think maybe we
0: maybe we misread that a bit. We're like, oh, maybe he there was a trade happening possibly or, or a movement.
1: We, we might have jumped the gun, but it's still, still only, what, seven games into the season. Lots of stuff can still happen.
0: Mm-hmm. So he sits Michaels in that PA game, Stringer in that game, and then Spencer in this Medicine Hat game. So he's not afraid to sit veterans. And obviously there's, you know, I think maybe he's a little more, I don't want to say more attention to detail, but like he, he's not 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 willing to sit veterans if they're not playing well or practicing well, it seems.
1: The, the only problem with that, the, the, the team, I know they want to give the young guys ice time and stuff, but when you bench you or you scratch your guys that are potentially your offense, that is kind of a bad look. Mm-hmm. But I, t- I totally get they wanted to get the young guys ice time. S- just dress the guys, bench them. I don't know. I don't know what to say.
0: Yeah, I, mean, I don't know what they're is... gonna do
1: after the Saturday game because that was a schmozzle.
0: Yeah, you you can't bench half the team, right?
1: Yeah, because that was I don't know for all, all those that watched it. Yeah, it was not it was not easy to watch. Yeah. And for those of you trying to listen to it on the RM two online, it was. I feel so bad for you. I tried and it kept on skipping around. I'd hear the same thing five or six or seven times, mm-hmm. and it jump forward, jump back. It was so bad.
0: Yeah, because the video. I mean, not to jump ahead, but we'll just touch on this quickly. The video cutouts. So you went over the radio, and I just whatever. I didn't bother, and then but I tried to listen to the post game and maybe get an interview. Not that there was going to be anything good off out of that game, um, just to see what the coach had had to say with that game. But yeah, it's literally un unlistenable.
1: Yeah. And all of a sudden you hear them you hear Brad and Dante talking and all of a sudden it's like, oh, Brad's like,
0: oh, I Dante, I think
1: I can't hear you. I think you cut off and all of a sudden it's like, beep, and they went to the commercial.
0: Oh, okay. And then, and then after the
1: commercial, everything seemed to be back in line. Everything ran. It's like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: oh, they were too busy worried about the Ryder game, getting the Ryder yeah. post-game show on for that puzzle. Not that that, 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 that game was any
0: better. <laughs> Um, anyways, yeah. So if you got nothing else on the medicine hat game, we'll, we'll go to Brad and Ewan. So first interview with Ewan, uh, his English is real good, obviously. And, uh, um, yeah, really good interview there. So we'll listen to those guys. Well, Brad, that one had to feel nice uh...
2: Yeah, that's exactly what I told the guys. Um, I felt like our record could have been better, just the hockey we're playing um, as up until this point. And I thought in the first period we got, re- we got rewarded. We finished on some of those plays. Um, so I think we set ourselves up for the rest of the game. I don't think there's much difference. I think we just finished on our chances. Um, Our forecheck was still applying the same pressure. We still had kind of like the same, we are still, I think, having the same um, matchup problems for other teams. I think we can roll all four of our lines and play them against most anybody. Um, So I think that keeps our energy levels up and allows us to play at a high pace. Oh, absolutely. I think then the first period, the first five minutes, he made a couple of real calming saves. Um, that could have changed momentum. They're a high-power team. They score real easy. seems like every shot, their guys are working themselves the net. It seems like it's dangerous, but um, uh, he definitely kept the momentum on our side today and kept the boys believing. How, how different
0: was that locker room?
2: Well, that, I, I think that, um, uh, you know, we're talking about not being frustrated. We talk about, you know, sticking with it and just, you know, evaluating our process, not the result. And today I think that, you know, our process, we got the result that went along with it. So I think that they're obviously a lot more happy, but we knew 3 nothing. you know, Medicine had had some bus troubles today. Um, so we knew that their second period was going to be good. They're a really good team for a reason. They haven't lost for a reason. And uh, we knew we had to um, have our best period in the second.
0: Kind of the performance
2: with String, kind of what you expected from day in, day out for him? From who, I'm sorry? From Stringer. From Stringer. Oh, absolutely, guys. Um, uh, he's a maniac when he gets on the ice. That five on three, like, how many shots did he block? And his anticipation without the puck, he's, his hockey IQ is off the charts. Um, uh, he did a real good job for us. And the other night when he was not in our lineup, uh, I let him know that he hurt us that game. And Because when he's in our lineup, um, he can make a difference for us. Absolutely. You know, all the guys that we've kind of sat out so far have stepped up and shoved it back in my face, and that's the response we want. Um, uh, I believe in these kids. I know what they're capable of doing. My job is to push them to that edge and make sure they stay at that edge all the time. And if they're not at that edge, we're, we're trying to create something here and create a, an environment and a standard here. And um, uh, we'll remind the guys. We don't care if they're leading score or where they were picked. We're trying to build a team here, and I think that tonight and the way we've been playing has been indicative of that. Yeah, it's just um, uh, things we got to get right here with our culture and things that we want to set a standard here. And obviously those good players, we need them in the lineup, but we're not going to sacrifice um, uh, our culture um, for the short term right here. We believe we're building something special, and um, uh, we want to make sure that the younger guys, they understand that um, uh, when we're saying something, it means it.
0: Before home games, do you feel like visiting teams now really got to bring their work in?
2: Well, I think the biggest thing we want to talk about is that the start of the year was establishing an identity and and what kind of hockey team we are going to be. And I think that's, you know, I hope that's what teams are starting to realize now that that's what they're going to have to do every game. And if you're going to beat us, we're going to try to take a piece of skin off you and we're going to make you be your best
3: to beat us.
0: You I imagine that had to feel nice to, to come away with the
3: win. No, yeah, it was great when you had a team... Um, we're playing tonight was going to be uh, really talented and uh, creative in the offensive zone. I thought we would uh, we did a great job in the first period. We took momentum and never looked back. I guess yeah.
2: Obviously a team effort, but you were the name of the, the first star. Were you, what, do you, what do you think was clicking for you tonight? Were you just seeing the buck, buck
3: Um Yeah, I think um, the defense was just was just great. A lot of outside shots. Um, we battled through it, and they. I mean. Um, these saves, I couldn't do it without them. So I think it, it was just thinking as a team, I guess uh, just everything was good about that game. So no, it feels great. Was
0: it nice to get the start and the
3: win at home as well? Oh yeah, great. Oh yeah, I mean, it's always great, but at home it feels even better. So no, it's just great. Are you able to walk through that glove save in the second period on McKenna? Um, <laughs> no, I, I was just uh, kind of an unfortunate play for the defense, but uh, just the puck went through the slot and kinda uh, saw it the up on McKenna was it. Uh and I didn't think much of it at the time, you know, it's just like those this desperation saves and I think after the glove save it's like, oh yeah that was good. But getting ready for the next face off right after it.
0: How was the transition to playing
3: Canada Um I'd say it was it was good. Um uh, um goalie coach was great. Um I mean, details, I guess it's a game of details, especially when you're a goalie coming out from big rinks And and um, yeah, I'd say, yeah. It was it was good and was not it was not easy. Uh, Had a tough time outside, but no, it's getting better every game. So I'm pretty happy with that. And
0: what has been the biggest difference?
3: Obviously, uh, every shot here is kind of a dangerous shot. it's more of an offense and rush-driven game, I'd say. So um, pucks are t- thrown on the net from everywhere, and you have to be aware. It's like really a 60-minute game. Every time the puck is in the zone, you have to be aware and uh, sharpen every, every play.
2: Are the angles different at all in a, in a
3: smaller rink? I mean, as a goalie, everything is kind of an angle. Other things bounce off the boards behind the net, whatever it would be. How much just the angles of the game um, I mean you have to kinda of learn it. Uh, it's it's um I mean it's not it's not really different, but I'd say uh Pucks in the angle, uh, you have to play a different style. Maybe a little more in your knees, like uh R V H and uh and uh yeah, you kinda learn playing I guess and uh like you said, Pucks bouncing out of uh of the boards. We saw one goal like that tonight and that's that's details again, but it's it's important, I guess, in North American hockey and uh it's just you learn it while you're playing uh.
0: all right, yeah. So uh, yeah, into the Sastoon game. Both teams had, had Boy, the, the Friday night not, off.
1: That was not a good game.
0: Not at For all. No Pats
1: anyway. <laughs>
0: yeah, I don't I don't know if it was Sastoon I mean, okay, so they got Elliot back and Molendike. Um, obviously, Elliot's a little, a little more solid back there. The Pats would scored what five goals on what did we say eighteen shots in that first game? Yeah. So yeah. So I mean, it wasn't wasn't the greatest goaltending performance uh, that night. Uh, but it, this was a whole, a whole team domination by the Blades, like
1: top to top to bottom,
0: start to finish,
1: start to finish, top to bottom. How many scoring chances did the Pats have?
0: They had 15 one. shots. I think they had one legit scoring chance,
1: other than the goal. <laughs> maybe yeah, one.
0: yeah, other than the goal, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think there was one, one actually good, good scoring chance.
1: And they got dominated on the faceoffs. Like that was that was yeah. bad. Every every faceoff, it was Saskatoon
0: puck. Forty-five and, to twenty-three.
1: But every almost every faceoff, they had possession. You mm-hmm. can't be chasing. Against no. guys like Wong and Molendijk, those guys can skate, and they're—don't get me wrong—like they're they're not a powerhouse like they were yeah last year, but they're they still have a lot of
0: yes good solid fast, players.
1: Solid players.
0: You, look, you got Sidorov. You kept him off the board, but guys like Molendijk, that for, he had the opening goal, right? Uh, yes. yeah, that was a really nice goal. It was the opening one. Nice Luzowski. pass by that
1: William William James guy. <laughs> yeah,
0: Luszowski with two, you know, par. Um, keller hansen those guys you know those guys are veterans so yeah like, they're they're a solid team and 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 eight penalties you take you know the, yeah
1: that's not good that's not you, good either. you only
0: generated three power plays but you're not gonna generate power plays when you're chasing chasing the game all the time and uh you're gonna take penalties when you're chasing and that's where you get those hookings holdings trippings because you're behind the play all the time so yeah yeah was, when
1: you when you're, when you're chasing the whole time you have no chance.
0: No, exactly. And, and
1: both goalies played, both goalies looked equally as good. good or as bad. Like they, they, yeah, they, they both not terrible. T- they, both made, they both made 20 saves. Like that's yeah. 20 saves in one period. And then 20, whatever for Pine the rest of the way, it's like yeah.
0: bad. It was yeah, bad. Hugh A was 20 of 23 and pine was 25 of 28 in two periods.
1: Yeah. So. I think Saskatoon kind cuddled of that off in the third period. That's when the Pats got their scoring chance. They 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 didn't they didn't put the foot down.
0: Well, they got the scoring chance right off that opening face-off. So or uh, that's but the they, goal. They didn't, but,
1: they didn't really
0: yeah. put
1: the foot down and
0: just in the stomp third. the Pats
1: yeah, to, yeah. To, to, a, to a pulp.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I mean, yeah, just an ugly game. So like we said, Spencer was back in the lineup and he set up that how a nice play on the 2-1-1. I mean, that's all there was to that game to talk about positive, really.
1: Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it was no. not, it was not easy to watch.
0: No, it was ugly. Uh, former... I almost, I wanted to turn it off,
1: but I, I kept yeah. it, I, I kept it on. Yeah, so I, did
0: I. I watched I, right st- to the end.
1: I'm still helping Dante, so I, I kept it on.
0: <laughs> yeah. Former co-host Matt, uh, was in in sastoon for the game and he's like this is the first game he's seen and he's like wow they're bad i'm like well they're not this bad this is the first bad game of the season like we mentioned last week they they played good they've been in every game basically one goal games Um, as
1: long as it doesn't carry over yeah If, if if that play on saturday carries over they're going to be in big trouble they won't they won't be in many games
0: yeah hopefully not hopefully it doesn't carry over but uh it is what it is. I mean, we know this team is going to be, you know, not the not the best, but we've been surprised a little bit by their play at the first five games, but or six games, I guess now. Yeah. Um, And then the seventh one has been a little rough.
1: Absolute dud.
0: Yeah. So if they can just get rid of that, because you look ahead, and it's three and four, right, coming up here. Yeah, so, at least
1: they're at home, so they don't have to do any yes. traveling, but it's, it's going to be... It's going to be an interesting stretch.
0: Yeah, tough to correct some stuff. You, you're not going to have much practice time in a three and four.
1: And with Calgary Red Deer Lethbridge coming in, like there, there's so many question marks with these teams. Like, I think everybody thought Red Deer would be a lot better than they are.
0: Mm-hmm. I think in Calgary. I thought Calgary. I mean,
1: Calgary has some question marks, but now they got Chagall back, mm-hmm. and they seem to be a little bit on, on the road to, being okay again. And Lethbridge, like Lethbridge, you never know. They got they got Paulson and Aronson on defense, and they got Warmold and Marquez and those guys up front. It could be an interesting three and three or three and four.
0: Yeah, like you look at Lethbridge, they're four and two, and then Red Deer and Calgary are two and three. So, you know, like we said, it's still early, but you know, like I said, Red Deer thought be a little better. Calgary, and I think maybe the goaltending issue there. They've only scored actually eleven goals, Calgary. So that that seems to be the. The their big Achilles' issue. shield. Yeah. I mean, Lethbridge, they've scored 22 in six games. So that's maybe a little surprising because, um, you know, you don't, I don't know. They don't really have, you know, much for name guys offensively. Like, you know, we know their defense is going to be good.
1: Well, when Calgary comes
0: in Wednesday, they're in
1: Moose Jaw on Tuesday. So that the night before, might, yeah, might be helpful. And Lethbridge is in Brandon Wednesday for their, their next game against us. So. Yeah, um, hopefully they come in tired, traveling. I know it's yeah. the Moose not that far, but at least
0: they play least before the, the night before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they won't be practicing in the morning. They'll have whatever, maybe a little skate or something. But um, yeah, so that's that's upcoming. So Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, busy week upcoming here. Um, and I think you know, there's all three are winnable games, right? Like.
1: Yeah, there's so much parity right now. No one seems mm-hmm. to know where they want to be in the in the standings. So I think every game is pretty much winnable as long okay. as they play like they had been the first 6 games.
0: Yeah. You look at Medicine Hat, you know, you're thinking okay, they're they're stepping up, you know, they're they're at the top of the heap here, but they come in, they obviously had maybe bus issues that led to being to get to Led them to have the the rough start that they did, and the Pats were able to capitalize, and that
1: may have led to the rough start. Maybe the Pats yeah. just caught them on a down yeah. game,
0: for sure. That's for that's
1: sure. what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: So, but it was nice to see the Pats capitalize, unlike the Musha game where they dominated and couldn't get out of the period with a lead. Yeah. But yeah, yeah like Red Deer and Calgary are both behind you, so you know, winnable games, and and hopefully you, you, winnable you, games. Yeah, it's just. They've, they've really got to capitalize because once these teams start to get rolling, like say the Medicine Hats down the line, they might be tough to beat later in the season. Yeah, once they get their stuff figured out, once they get themselves figured on goal and
1: maybe on defense because they got their three 20-year-olds on defense, and that, that, I don't know, it doesn't seem to be working for them. Maybe they need to upgrade their, their 20-year-old situation just like a lot of other teams, and that's coming up pretty soon, what, eight days from now? So
0: Yeah, 16th. Um. Yeah, they've given up twenty four goals. They have played seven games, but uh, that's quite a bit. You look at Saskatoon; they've only given up sixteen, and five of those were to the Pats in one game. Right. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um. Yeah. So I don't know if you got anything else on the the look ahead. No. Okay. It's, I guess it's all good. Yeah. Well, let's go back to to Wednesday night, and uh, it was kind of nice they recognized Bob Strum for being inducted into Jets Sports Hall of Fame and uh, legendary Pats. St- gm slash coach uh i did an article on dub network a few years back and he was my gm of all the gm of all time i guess i mean he put together some really good teams they had some really good just, results
1: they just couldn't quite get over the the run over yeah. the, the hump to get the championship
0: they yeah. were
1: close they were close twice yeah well but, technically three times but yeah the, the 82 was not a, a great ending yeah <laughs>
0: Yeah, but he I think it was four or five 40-win seasons, like different coach almost every year and stuff and he just All six yeah.
1: seasons he was here they had 40 wins.
0: There you go. All six. So, and what how many different coaches? There was four coaches something like that. Yeah. Excluding he, he, him.
1: He, yeah, four 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 plus him.
0: <laughs> yeah, four plus him, right? So, um it didn't matter who the coach was. He was bringing in players and there's a really good interview with the Monday Nooner guys uh, I retweeted out and he's told some stories on how he's bringing in some guys, maybe, maybe skirting the rules and stuff. So, I mean, he seems quite the the storyteller.
1: There was, there was some very questionable rules back in the day. There was a lot of, a lot of shenanigans, not not, not just with Bob Strump. There was other GMs that they, 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 they tinkered with things. They, they pushed boundaries to get certain players and yeah, it was, I'm not old enough to really remember that era, but reading about it and meeting the players and stuff, it sounds like it was a real fun time. The guys, like I went to a luncheon that Kevin Gallant put together for Strum. Strum came from Vegas. His daughter Christy and son Bob Jr. came. uh came from. I'm not sure where they came from. I think Bob Jr. is he scouts for the the, the Senators, I believe, and I'm not sure where he's from. And I think Christy is from Calgary. I like. I think. I'm not. Don't quote me on that. But they came in and some are older line. I don't know for, for the younger listeners, nobody would know who that is. But he just he uh, him and his wife drove in from Quill Lake to to see Strum and like Bob Strum treated these guys like they're long lost grandkids and stuff. It was great to see. When he saw Darren Bobick, Darren Bobick doesn't look anything like he did in the the pictures and the programs. And when he saw him, Strummer started to legitly cry. And I thought that was the one of the greatest things. Like uh, Dale Durkacz was at this lunch, Kurt Wickenheiser, Kevin Glenn put it on, Kelly Marquart, Nevin Marquart, Summer Odolan. like I said, Ernie Wells, one of the guys that helped build the Pats back in the 80s, uh, Brad and Brian Wells' dad, he came in from Moosemint, I think. And Darren Veach, his mom still lives here, but he came all the way from Indiana for the lunch, which was unbelievable.
0: I, yeah, that's I awesome. Get over it. Yeah, no, and Dante two, had.
1: I'm sorry, and there was two former owners, uh, Jerry Pinder and Doug Kester. They, I, I think, they both came from BC. So that that's that's crazy. Just to come, just to, just for Strum, that's what kind of impact he had
0: mm-hmm.
1: in his short time here. And like these, these some of these guys haven't seen him in
0: like Probably forty since years. they played. Yeah, right.
1: They might have talked to him on the phone or whatever, but they haven't seen each other in forty years. Mm-hmm. It was it was awesome.
0: Yeah, because Strum's been all over the map uh, since he left the Pats. He went to the OHL for a while, then he's been doing pro scouting, and he went to the IHL in Vegas, and that's he, he said he still keeps a place there. He always yeah, comes he back to, to Vegas. Vegas. Yeah.
1: He went to Spokane. He was the the GM there for a little while.
0: He went to Sudbury, so. I think it was. Um, yeah. That didn't, didn't work get, out too well.
1: And he didn't get paid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that didn't last he very didn't long. He didn't get paid, so he left.
0: But yeah, Jack, no, it, just,
1: it was a cool, cool thing and then Thursday evening they had the induction and he was up there they were supposed to only get like 5 minutes and he was up there for a good 15 and his storytelling it was it was the best way to end the show because just telling stories it was it was great yeah. i could listen to him talk all day every yeah. day for like a month probably just
0: listening to different stories yeah no that's awesome and i know yeah dante had a a couple of those guys like Veach, and i don't know who else on the markward markward Marquardt, Marquardt, Marquardt,
1: Marquardt, Marquardt, Dumba.
0: And Dumba, yeah. So he had them on pregame and in intermission um, interviews and stuff. So that was cool for him to to you know make some um, acquaintances with those former Pats, obviously, because he's young and he doesn't doesn't uh, know these guys too well at all. So
1: I wish he could have been at that lunch because just hearing the stories from the the old timers, like he hears it from me. Like I tell him stories about that era,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and he 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 looks at me like. Oh yeah, sure, sure. But if you <laughs> he heard it from those guys,
0: yeah, yeah, it's like, a different.
1: Yeah, like you he heard it from Devin Markward or You he heard it directly from Strum during those intermission shows. The whatever fifteen minutes they were allowed. It's it's yeah, it's totally different than hearing it third hand or whatever because I get it from the paper or someone else told me. It's, yeah, it's it was awesome. It was nice to meet Bob Strum. I talked to him on the phone a couple of years ago, getting some information for my history stuff. And he knew who I was. He didn't even didn't introduce himself. He's like, he comes in just before I was ready to leave. Kevin, keep doing what you're doing. So, that's awesome. I was, I was happy.
0: Yeah, no, that's cool. Yeah, definitely. Well, you do some good work, doing all the the history stuff and and tweeting out all the history stuff that you used to. And maybe get
1: I'm going to start getting back into that right away. Yeah, yeah.
0: No, that's good. It was not it was
1: not a great summer. It's yeah. it's starting to feel a little bit better. So, I'll get more into into tweeting and stuff or. Posting on X slash Twitter, whatever you'll call yeah, it. Yeah,
0: whatever you want to call it. I still haven't updated, <laughs> so I'm still on Twitter. <laughs> you're you're one of the few.
1: You're one of the very very few.
0: Um, yeah, so that was awesome. That was a great experience uh, for you, meeting those guys and, and hearing some more of those cool stories. So with this, the history of this team, it, it, there's so much there, right? There's so much talk about so many different eras, and and I mean, like like I said, you know, nobody under like fifty per se would would remember seeing these guys play. So, yeah, yeah. Like right. I was
1: when they won the, when they won the WHO championship. I was like a year and a half old.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: So I don't remember. No. I, I don't remember that. So
0: no, it's it's cool that the, you know touching touching back some of this history. It's yeah. there's so much there for sure. Um, yeah, so I don't know. There's not much else happening. I mean, we can like we said talked about the Eastern Conference a little bit. Um, kind of wide open. Uh, Prince George's maybe in the West is running, not running away, but they're kind of taking a step, step out from the pack. No one's
1: really running away. Not yet. Anyways.
0: Yeah. It's really early, but Prince George is six and two, but Portland's right behind them at four and one. So yeah. Yeah. They played three more games too. So exactly. Right. Um, when actually just went up into Prince George and beat them on the weekend, and then they they went down to Kamloops and and won today, uh, in overtime seven six. Uh, former Pat uh, Ethan Armstrong with a hat trick finished it off in overtime.
1: Well, wouldn't we like him back here? <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, a, a scoring twenty year old would that would might be bad to see. But yeah, well. We'll see
1: what Al's got up his sleeve. I'm sure I'm sure he's not gonna stick with what he's got. I'm sure there's gonna be some moves happening.
0: Yeah. Because he's still
1: got he's still got an extra forward, an extra defenseman. Well Slaney, they said he was day to day. So that kinda stops that maybe. But
0: Yeah, right. He he didn't play in Sastoon on Saturday night. Um, but he was out due to injury, not uh not um. Um, not a, scratch, a healthy, not a healthy yeah. scratch issue there. So, um, I guess but we'll yeah, see what look, happens Wednesday. Yeah. Maybe there's somebody sitting. Who knows, right? It seems like Brad's, like we said, she's not afraid to sit veterans here. So, send but a like, message. Like,
1: like that game on Saturday, a whole bunch of guys could sit. Yeah, but you can't sit ten guys. No, so, or see, five guys. So, yeah, unless they how? call up a bunch of the kids. Like that would be <laughs> that would be pretty wild if they did. Yeah, but look, going back to the Easter Conference standings. Like, if the Pats were to win Wednesday, they would leapfrog into a tie for first. That's how close it is. They're in eighth right now.
0: Yeah, technically in eighth,
1: yeah. They're they're technically in eighth. They're tied for sixth or whatever. So, like, it's so early to really mm-hmm. even try to gauge where anybody is going to be.
0: Ooh. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, so that, I, I think that's all I got. Yeah. Um, not yeah, there's not cook. much,
1: not much else. Dad got the two games in. Talked about the the strummer situation. Oh, and he yeah. actually and uh, Friday morning he went and he did a a tour of the dressing room and he gave the the guys a pep talk. Right. right. Yeah. So, tweeted about that on social media. That was kind of neat.
0: Yeah. No, that's awesome. Uh, um, I did have a thought there for a quick second, but um, yeah. I mean, you just you try to you can get two out of three wins this weekend. Two out of three would be nice. Three to three. 3-3 would be three. great. But yeah, there's still some rockster flux fluctu- fluctuation going on here, right? Like I said, the 20 year old deadlines in, in just over a week. Um and there'll be some moves, like the team's gotta make some decisions. Um we've seen yeah, some
1: sub t- teams have like six year olds still, so
0: well then you see say Moosehaw, right Savvy gets sent back as a twenty year old import. Yeah. It's a little surprising, you know. You, yeah, you don't see those guys come back very often. So they had to move Alry and then they had to move crawl uh crawl got picked up by um vancouver but they're waiting yeah. on hanzek because he's injured and then allure you went to seattle i think it was right yeah seattle yeah seattle of all teams like they had you know such a older older roster last year and they're and they're a team to pick up a 20 that's it's kind of odd right
1: yeah they like they, they made what four or five trades and they gave up a bunch more picks like
0: yeah they should be sending guys it. out but yeah
1: yeah Right. Try try to build, but they're they're going for it again.
0: <laughs> I guess so. They're, and
1: Camu uh, Ka- or Kamu's Kelowna got one of their twenty-year-olds back too. They got Zertek, whatever his name is, Gabriel Zertek, Zertek or oh, whatever his name is. S- s-
0: do, not, it not starts with an S, doesn't it? Stirk, Stirk, whatever his Sturk, name is. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. He he got sent back. He's so
0: he's an import twenty.
1: Yeah, he's twenty years an import.
0: Okay, so that's, that's gonna help them. Yeah. yeah. So I think um, they've
1: got an extra extra 20 now.
0: So for Kelowna, um Againla, Tij I think he had a hat trick on the weekend. He's yeah. really looked well. That <laughs> yeah. uh that trade from Seattle last year. Obviously, Seattle had to move some young guys to bring in some veterans. Uh they might be regretting that trade maybe a little bit. In, in Probably the long run. a
1: bit, yeah. Yeah, so that now Kelowna has a twenty year old spot that they need to get rid of. So
0: Okay. But yeah, so, yeah, yeah maybe- it's There'll be some movement here in the next week for sure.
1: It'll be interesting how it plays out for everybody. Yeah, I don't know if the Pats are going to do anything. I'm I'm sure there's going to be some tinkering, but maybe not right away.
0: Because
1: he wanted to give the the team a chance to figure out what kind of team he has.
0: Yeah, he's going to see the, what he's got.
1: First six games were good. This this last game was a super dud. So hopefully the next these next three games are going to be something worth watching yeah. and worth tuning in for. Because the attendance at the home games has not been good,
0: like yeah, like, especially those when, Wednesdays. The,
1: the last Wednesday game was twenty three hundred and four announced, and yeah, there wasn't even close to twenty three hundred people in the building. No, which is no. which is super super sad. But we could go into the gory details. Everybody knows what it is, or yeah. a majority of majority of it, We know, will know what that is. We're not going to harp on it because.
0: It is what it why? is. Why everybody on social media?
1: It. Every time the Pats play, oh, tickets are too expensive. This is too expensive. Do we tip on concessions? Like what? What? You don't tip on concessions. But every time the Pats post something, it's too expensive. Okay, they they understand that. They know it's nothing they can do. It's the people above them.
0: Yeah. What it's can they do? S- it's not your social media. People. Exactly. It's, exactly. it's not on them, right? It's it's the people and that make the decisions.
1: They must have a core base of around two thousand season tickets. Is that good enough for them? It seems like it is. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, are they are they going to make money with only having two thousand people in the stands?
0: Yeah, be Sca- tight
1: t- tickets tickets purchased not in the stands.
0: Yeah, because you got to count tickets sold. Doesn't matter how many people actually sit or come yeah, to the game. Exactly the tickets sold tickets sold right. Yeah. Um I mean not, bum, yeah. not bums and seats. Yeah. But yeah, I mean obviously smaller smaller teams like say Swift Crunch or PA, they can get by with that. Pats, you know, I mean it's all about the corporate sponsorship too, right? There's lots yeah. of money there that uh I think they yeah. they do all right with. But um
1: they they must because otherwise uh, I don't know what to say, because you got seven dollar tickets in some places for kids and Brandon's got like five dollar tickets for kids, like a whole season with five bucks a ticket for every game. Like it's
0: yeah, their the kids season ticket is hundred and fifty bucks for Brandon. Like, yeah,
1: that's that's
0: unbelievable. Yeah,
1: but it is what it is. Yep. Question all we want. They're they're not they're clearly not going to change it because they would have changed it.
0: Yep, definitely. You know they're not. Uh, they they they're doing what they're doing, what they think is right. So it is what it is. Unfortunately, it's it's just it shows in the in the stance, right? It's uh, like you said last game or last show. It's it's tough for the the players, like they've seen what this these crowds can be like and how, yep. how good it is. And I mean, honestly, that Wednesday game, it was loud even with you know, oh, it was whatever they.
1: It was loud, really loud. Was, like, I couldn't I couldn't believe it.
0: How loud it was for for how many people were there? Like yeah, you know, obviously the Pats were up three not first period. Like people were.
1: People got into it.
0: Yeah, definitely. Right. I can't remember who somebody had a breakaway. Maybe who? I can't remember. Somebody had a breakaway, and it was just like it sounded like there was three or four or five thousand people in. in Oh yeah, it was was loud. So, but yeah, no, it's it's just kind of unfortunate. But um, yeah, I guess with that, uh, if you got nothing else, I think we should move on. We got some interviews, and yeah, keep it a little tighter this week, a little shorter.
1: Yeah. So it's good to me.
0: Yeah, it might be a busy week. We'll have lots of interviews next week. So I'll we'll have to fit some in and then and try to keep it not too long for you.
1: We'll see how they play.
0: Yeah, yeah, that too, right? If they don't play very well, we won't talk much about it. Like that a student game, so. Yes, that was, yeah. <laughs> There's nothing to talk about, literally nope. about that game. So. Nope. But Just glad I didn't go. Yeah, no doubt. Good thing it was a home game, hey? Yeah. Anyways, all right. Happy night, folks.
1: Take care.